Welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Josh. And I think I finally understand why people overthrow monarchies because, man, that was a tough game to watch. Yeah. Well, uh, when I did you was... think of that? Did you think of that? Uh, like, like five seconds ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were like in the car on the way home. Like the, the four and a half hour because of I-95 traffic. Uh, I was trying to make a joke out of monarch butterflies and never got anywhere. So that was my last second. Better than starting the pod bursting into tears, which. Okay. Well, let's, let's actually start this please. Yeah. Let's talk about this game and let's go ahead and get this game recap out of the way early because it was a brutal one. Um, I guess my 60 seconds or nine, I, We've been doing 90 seconds, which feels like cheating, but still, we'll do 90 seconds. It starts now. The game starts with five consecutive punts. No, mark that six consecutive punts before ODU gets the ball. And instead of fun, instead of punts, they fumble the ball. Tech gets the ball. Three plays later, miss a field goal. Uh, finally, ODU gets on the ball with a three-point score after a 36-yard field goal on a fourth-and-one attempt at Tech's 19. Tech gets that with a long, solid drive down the field to put up a touchdown, the first touchdown by either team in the game right before the end of the half. One minute, 13 seconds left. They kick off the ball, and it's returned 100 yards for a score for ODU. And then Tech kicks a field goal right before the half ends to go into this locker room tied at halftime 10-10. The second half starts off pretty badly for Tech again. Three and out. ODU touchdown. Tech field goal. ODU throws a pick that Tech is not able to take advantage of as they go three and out as well. Actually, four and out, turn the ball over. ODU goes four and out, turns the ball over. Punt, punt, touchdown Tech. Tech is now up 20 to 17, uh, but only the next drive later, ODU takes the ball. This is also a methodical play, uh, methodical drive. 20 plays, 58 yards, where they tie the game up. Tech has the ball driving, possibly able to score. Uh, 45 yard line of ODU, fourth and three. JD Head, JD Head's in the game, by the way, because Austin Kendall went down hurt earlier. Incomplete pass, turnover on downs. ODU gets the ball now at their own 45. They don't get a lot of yardage, but they're able to get a few to put themselves in field goal position where Nick Rice hits a 46 yard field goal to win the game. ODU wins 23-20. Yeah, of course they do. First FBS victory in three years. Although I guess we should say two years because they had a year off last year. He's not even an FBS football team anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> the way, well what we're going to talk about later, not sure. But yeah, rough stuff, guys. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch because, you know, I figured, you know, either we win and it's whatever, it's ODU, or we lose and I just saved myself an afternoon of being irrationally upset. So um, Good what happened? You. Well, uh, since Nathan just got done freestyling that, uh, it was painful to watch. It felt like the offense was really never able to kick it in the gear. I see a lot of the uh, old people on the BBB talk about how the Bulldogs are constantly playing down to their opponent. I always thought that was like the stupidest thing in the world, and I, I don't really buy into that adage, but man, it sure felt like they were that night. Skip, I, I don't know if this quote is real. I tend not to believe anything I read on the BBB, but Smart. I guess... I guess some comment was uh, made by Skip in regards to this being the one of the best teams he's ever coached, or like one of the most talented teams. That's what they he's keep ever coached. Saying. I don't know if that's actually because I don't see the post game stuff, so I don't know if that was an actually spoken quote. But if it is, that's pretty depressing, <laughs> given the outcomes of all the all the losses this year. So it just stunk. It felt like the offense was never really able to kick it into gear, and. Uh, it's that offensive line just gives me gives me nightmares. I mean, I didn't hear that press conference either, but my takeaway from that is I'm not blaming the players here. 
It's a it the same thing that Skip always does and any good coach really does in a press conference. And that's say, hey, look, this is not because they're bad. This is because I failed it. I failed the team. I fit like whatever I did. It wasn't good enough. Some is going to be true. Skip Holtz was not perfect in this game, but the team was also very much not perfect in this game, no matter what the coaching was about. But as a coach, you take the blame. You don't blame the players, which is what I think he did here. The part that bothers me the most about this game is not the coaching or the execution or anything. It's the mm. fact that uh, the GoTech Stats account every Monday afternoon uh, generates a list of the five factors of football from Bill Connolly, who now works for ESPN. But it's an advanced stat thing, basically saying the team that's more explosive wins 86% of the time or whatever it is. The team that's more efficient wins 83% of the time. Stuff like this. And Tech won the explosive battle, the efficiency battle, the dry finishing battle, the field position battle, the turnover battle. That's all five. They won every single battle and still lost the game because they scored fewer points. Was it a 94% chance to win yeah, according 94. to that? 94.28 is my calculation, which is not, I don't think I use quite the same formula as Bill Connolly does because I think that's proprietary. Yeah. But either way, Tech should not have lost this game. And we're going and it's this season, right? We've lost what is this now four in a row and five and five of the last six. And so we're going to of course we lost this game. Of course we gave Old Dominion their first FBS win in three yep. years. But this was the baffling conference loss that we see a lot of times where we're better than we played on this game. We're better than this final score this that was on the scoreboard at the end of the game. But we are all feeling bad because of everything that's happening, both on the football yeah, field and also in realignment meetings. Well, it's uh, just another Are one of those though? things, man. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, Skip, if he really did say this is one of the most talented teams he's ever coached, I just want to circle to this again. That's depressing because I don't see it. The offensive line looks terrible just about every week. Uh, Marcus Williams and the guys are trying, but Kendall looks awful, and it's hard for me to pin a lot on him when the offensive line just kind of falls over like dominoes. Uh, so it just stinks. It feels like like the worst possible thing that could happen uh, are all happening for this football team. Uh, I don't know if you guys paid really good attention on the defensive side uh, because I was really only paying attention on offensive series, but are there any like takeaways so, from the I, defense on this? I mean, I, I want to touch on the offense a little bit more real quick. Just the thing that frustrates me the most about this game is that we got the ball back with, with about three minutes ah, in the half yes. and we went into a, uh, you know, a, a, a four minute offense, you know, so a little bit more aggressive, a little bit faster pace, more focus on uh, passing. And what did we do? We moved the ball 80 yards in seven plays and scored a touchdown. Yeah. And for several weeks in a row, I've been saying we need to lean into what we're good at, which is these quick passes, you know, passing, right? We're not getting it done on the ground for whatever reason. And I understand no. that the offensive line is terrible. And so that makes yeah. it hard to pass. But the screen but, passes are, I can't get behind this that. drive. Pass complete to Marcus Williams for 12 yards. Pass complete to Smoke Harris for three yards. Negative seven on a run. A 13-yard pass to Marcus Williams. Then the fake punt, which is, you know, okay, that's that's a weird fluke play. But then a 32-yard pass to Isaiah Graham. Like, and that was a completely blown coverage on Isaiah Graham. So, like, ODU was going to make mistakes because they're not a good football team. But instead of playing to that and saying, we're going to take some shots downfield... We just told them like, okay, our offensive line can't block. So we're just going to assume that we need to run the football and skip just, he wants to establish the run game. And like, I get it. He wants to have a balanced offense, but that's just not this team this year. And we're losing games because yep, 
because he's sticking to that. And it's it's just frustrating to watch because we watch this 80 yard drive and it's like, okay, ODU just completely blew a coverage like they might do that again later. But we never even took a shot downfield again that I could think uh, of. Nope. So I, I, I don't know. JD had doing it a couple times after Kendall yeah. went down with the injury. Also, the offensive line only gave up one sack. So I don't know if that's. It just felt like, okay, sacks. Progress? That's one metric. Definitely progress. I'd like to know what the QB pressures were or any other metric that can be measured besides sacks because it just looked like Kendall. I don't know if it's frustration or if he's just getting happy feet back there, but it seems like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing sometimes. And that's a little little upsetting (laughs) considering that he comes with all this wealth of experience. So according to some of the PFF stuff, uh, Austin Kendall was pressured on 43% of his dropbacks. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. That's not great. He threw for, he completed 67% of those passes for 140 yards. So now this Fournier guy from Lehigh, he's, he's a liability. He's the problem. He allowed eight QB pressures Uh, um, in the game, which is, yeah. So I don't uh, know. It's. It's just so frustrating. And obviously we lost to Old Dominion, so I don't need to tell you that it's frustrating. But like <laughs> word of the data, word of the day right now. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, looking at the schedule, uh, uh, we we might win against, against Southern Miss. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't Southern know. Miss is real, real, real bad. Yeah, but be- well, I it might again, be too. So is Old Dominion and we just lost. <laughs> we might be yeah. real, real bad too. We have we have shown flashes of a better football team, but we're just not. No, it's hard to even say this is a this is a better football team than what we know because it's been four weeks since the NC State game. I would fight against this is a better team. I would still think this is a better team than what we saw on Saturday. We are not a good football team. Let me say that very quickly before I can interject. I do think that we we are better than what we showed this game. The issue is that each game we seem to be looking worse. And so the longer that you get worse, the more that average moves for being a worse and worse team. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing, though, I want to bring up uh, while we're because we kind of looked ahead saying what game like maybe we could beat Rice or whatever. Uh, Maybe more importantly, now that we're two and six, is that what I was listening to on the way to the hotel after the game uh, was the the postgame show and then also the the call-in show just because i got stuck forever in a parking garage that i thought would get out a lot easier than it ended up doing and so what everyone called in to talk about was the fact that should we even play austin kendall anymore if this season's a goner should we just put jd head back there and let him get more in-game experience and look towards the future it really could you be that callous to someone that you that you went out and recruited on such short notice to leave behind it a pretty good job and come over to Ruston for a team that everyone thought might be able to be a little bit better than they are now, or a lot of it better. But the way that the offensive line is playing, he's going to have to be taking the yeah. pharmaceuticals that he's been selling. Yes. Uh, if, if Austin Kendall wants to bow out, I, I would not hold that against him. Skip is never going to take the starting job away from Austin Kendall. For one, he's our best quarterback right now. Two. Is that the right call though? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, JD head still has a year that he can get a red shirt if he only plays in four games, I believe. I don't know. So yes, don't play him unless you have to mentioned Um, mentioned in our, our chat right before JD head inexplicably made, you know what? We're not there yet, but JD head, I said, no matter what happens in this game, I like what I saw young guy, but he was really zipping some throws out there. I like what he did in the bowl game last year, even though that was a shit show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What limited action he's played. 
I've liked what I've seen. He has a lot of zip on the ball, needs to be a little bit better at his decision-making, but the tools are there. Uh, there's other people coming in next year, but this isn't next year. So I, I'm not on board with benching Austin Kendall. If he, if he bows out on his own accord, which that, that would be quite tempting if I was in his shoes, knowing that yeah. you're absolutely, you're absolutely not going to go to a bowl game. Have there's, we seen, is he okay? Is he okay? No, the, I, I looked into that right before I jumped on. Uh, and I could not find any update about how he's doing at all. But uh, if maybe he's hurt and he won't be able to play the rest of the season, I don't know how serious it is. But I was told that he was on he was on a cane whenever the game was over and they were going back to the locker rooms. So if he's hurt really badly and he's just out because he's hurt, I, I feel very, very sorry for him because yeah. this did not turn out the way I imagined he thought it would whatsoever. So if he is fine, there's no way Tech's making a bowl game. There's no way he's going to get sniffed by any NFL team to come in, even for a training camp. He's got no shot. Uh, so, but if if the question is is benching him the right thing to do and putting in JD Head, I I I can't do that. So okay, so why don't we why don't we get back to the game a little bit and say was there anything good that you guys liked? We talked about the game, <laughs> uh, which was bad. Well, just uh, um, let me just look at touched, this box score. <laughs> just touched on it. Uh, I like. I like that JD head was throwing some pretty impressive balls out there. Uh, there's those first couple of passes he threw in his first series were very impressive. A lot of zip on the ball, accurate, uh, looked really good in the pocket. Didn't look like he was getting super mustered. There was one pass he made, I think when he was falling down or had pressure coming right towards him and he made a really sound throw. So yeah, that was the only real super duper positive. I took away hunting looked good on the, yeah, on the stat bro- sheet. Yeah, I'm gonna really miss that guy Barajas. He uh, he's been a hell of a punter. Not so yeah. much a great kicker, but he's been a hell uh, of a punter. I don't understand why we keep putting him out there for kicks. Uh, because I guess Barnes isn't really doing that well over 45 yards. He's incredible inside of 45 yards, but not very good outside of it. Yeah, Nathan, you were there. Um, none yeah. of us know anything, and probably anyone in our fan base doesn't know anything about Old Dominion or Norfolk, Virginia. So, how was that experience? Yeah, this is actually my second time traveling down here for a tech event because I went to a baseball game in 2018 or 2019. Uh, honestly, the tailgating was great. I if if I could just take the game out of my memory of this day, it was a great day. I mean, we went to Barcade downtown Norfolk afterwards. It was a great day. Uh, but the tailgating was great. It was like on their quad, which is like three blocks from the stadium. We had uh, there was some alumni association people dropped by. Uh, Dr. Wood dropped by the AD. Um, a couple other people came in his entourage. There was some parents. Uh, Griffin Abear's mom was there. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. There was another uh, player's mom who was there. And then also Skip Holt's daughter was there. So now I feel like I can't talk bad about anybody uh, because <laughs> I've met these people. But, I mean, really, the, the atmosphere was great at the tailgating. There was a beer garden there. There was a bookstore set up like just on their quad. It was I really kept the kind of thing that I... I like about going to these away games is seeing uh, how different people have these setups. Uh, but once I got in the stadium, it felt kind of sad. Uh, <laughs> the announced attendance was, I think, 13,000. They had more people there than Rice had at their game, but it it was barely in the four digits or, or um, more than like 5,000 people or something like that, uh, which that made is, me sad that I had to pay full price for a ticket. I'm fairly certain that is a brand new stadium for them. Uh, they rebuilt it in place because the old one had uh, they weren't able to do what they wanted to do with it because of the foundation. But still, that's um, basically a brand new stadium. It's a, yeah, it's a new yeah, game yeah. day experience. So 
that's that's just really sad that no one gives a crap. I get it. They're not a good football team. It's just you hate to see all that money go into building a really nice new facility just for no one to show up. Yeah. And apparently it's their least attended game, at least tickets sold so far this year. And I mean, again, they haven't won a game since 2013 or in three years, not since 2013. That would be incredible. But, um, but yeah, it, it was a little disappointing with the crowd size that was there. It was also right after they got announced to go to the Sunbelt. So I was thinking maybe that would drum up some support since everyone loves jumping ship. Um, So yeah, who knows? But yeah, I mean, I had a good time minus the game. Yeah. I mean, just to, to, touch on a couple things that i liked from this game i thought jd head was was pretty decent and i like you know his potential right his stat line's nothing to write home about but he he didn't look lost out there or anything i thought that uh khalil ladler had a good day um seven tackles but he was kind of flying all over the place on the field um but the main thing that i liked was the fake punt tech (laughs) has been doing this thing for the past several weeks or maybe the whole season where they'll come out and they'll come out to punt and they'll just stand in a straight vertical line from the ball back to the punter and then they'll normally just run up and and get in punt formation and punt but this time what they did was they came up in like a punt formation more of a pro style punt formation and there was a a guy um joseph mason a uh a freshman backup defensive lineman who was lined up about five yards behind the line of scrimmage. And um, we stacked to the right side of the, of the ball and snapped it straight to him. And he just like old dominion didn't even have time to react. They, they probably should have just called timeout when we came out in a weird uh, formation. I almost wish that we hadn't used this play against old dominion so that we could use it <laughs> like this week against UAB. Cause now UAB is going to be ready for something like that. But um, not that anything matters anymore, right? In terms of when we use plays, but I thought that was a, a very well designed and executed play, which is something that, you know, is nice to see when you're really having a bad year on longest rush of the night. <laughs> yeah. 27 <laughs> I mean, yards by either team. Is that depressing or is that cool? I don't know. I'd love to have seen a faster guy out there because like it was the formation that got it done. Not the fact that a big defensive lineman was running the ball. I mean, I love a big man running, but if that's like smoke Harris that you sneak out there on the field somehow and get him the ball, I mean, he's probably going the distance, right? So just get um, smoke Harris on someone else's shoulders in a trench coat. So it still only <laughs> looks like one and a half people. Uh, that's funny. Um, um, but yeah, those were my like positive takeaways. Best positive is that the game ended and I didn't have to uh, <laughs> keep enduring the pain. And then I had to, and then I had to put on a, have a smile and go out to a Halloween party in my own house that I was late for, by the way, <laughs> in my own home. <laughs> did uh, make you late? Of course they did. And Julia was in the bathroom wrapping, like in the mirror, wrapping up her, her costume. And I just, I knew what was going to happen. It was imminent. Uh, so then when I took headphones out, she was like, did they win? And I just looked at her and she was like, oh, okay. And then we just <laughs> went out to the party. Are you going to be okay? No, not really, but you know, no, happy face on. It's, I said, no, tech lost again. So did we, uh, have we covered the way that tech lost this game? Uh, yeah, I think Nathan probably covered it in the 90s. Yeah, and there's a the, field goal. The expired. So I just, uh, well, no, uh, what led up to that tech going for it on fourth down to try to win the game themselves. Uh, mm. and JD had throwing a bomb, uh, that ultimately, oh, right. yeah, yeah, we didn't cover it. So just, 
So Ted, yeah. on, I think it was fourth and three in ODU yep. territory. Uh, decides Just to into go, ODU yeah, territory, though. Decides to go for it. Line. Yeah, decides to go for it on fourth down. I don't hate this call at all. I'm not upset that Tech went for it. The season was over anyway. Is over anyway. So I, I, I don't like this call only because Barajas would have pinned them at like the two yard line, and we know that, right? He's been doing it all season. So yeah, to me, that's a good put, point. Put your best player, put your best player in a position to succeed. in a position to put you in a position to succeed. Make I guess make ODU go 98 yards rather than go 30 yards to kick a field goal, right? Like I don't know. I hear what you're but saying. You still have and OT, they, and, you st- and you're still on your yeah. backup quarterback. You, but you and have OT. You, you're going to get to OT if you pin them back. But instead, more than likely, instead right. we gave I mean, them, we would have lost in overtime. What did yeah, they well, pick up? Well, who knows? But. It was a it picked up 26 yards in 28 seconds. It was a play to going get for it on range. I'm not upset about going for it on fourth at all because the season's over. Even if tech wins yeah. this game and moves to three and five, uh, the season is long over. They're not going to get to a bowl game. Uh, no chance of competing for Kusa, obviously. So just go for it. I wasn't upset that the play call, I was mortified at the fact that he bombed it on a sideline throw that ultimately fell flat. And, was just thinking to myself, really? We're not going to play for the sticks here? Right. Really? I I love this call. I love this decision. It didn't work out. But I I personally love this Sean Payton shit of it's fourth down and short. Everyone's expecting you to go for the sticks, throw it over the top, see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, but it wasn't it there. It wasn't there. It wasn't though. there. It's also yeah. JD. It, it's your backup quarterback. So, uh, like, yeah. Get there's the a little bit down. of a pass there. At the same time, you know when you're pl- calling the play that it's your backup quarterback, so that that exists there too. But my thought is, go for the home run right here. I I don't have confidence in overtime that Tech wins the game. I don't have confidence even if we pin them at the two that we're able to stop them very much. The momentum had been on their side since they tied the game on the previous possession where they just drove down the field and got into the position to score. I I love just saying, hey, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> and throwing over the top. Yeah. I, and I'm that's what you. we did. It didn't work, but I'm with cares? you. I'm with you on the call. Uh, ultimately, it's not going to have a super important, none of the outcome in this game. Well, I guess if we had won, we were three games away from a bowl, but it wasn't going to happen anyway. But I'm, I'm 100% with you, Nathan. I, I love going for it. I don't love that they threw the bomb, but I'm, I'm totally on your side. What about, well, Josh, you didn't watch the game. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I, I'm a smart man, I like to think. <laughs> Can't um, argue with that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. If he if he bombs it over the top and it's a touchdown, it's I mean, the smartest thing I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, <laughs> maybe if Austin Kendall was still playing, it works out. But I, I don't know. JD Head, as great as he may have looked, is like he's not the starter. He doesn't have the reps with the ones like that. No, if, I'm if just... you're gonna do that, I mean, he threw an incomplete pass on the previous play too, on third and three. If you're gonna do that, I mean, I don't remember what that pass was, but. No, me either. Maybe, maybe run. Uh, I mean, I guess Marcus Williams ran the play before that. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's at the end of the day, like we see how the plays turned out, and that's how we can judge things. Uh, but I feel like no matter what you're doing, you're rolling the dice. This is not a team that's that's built to score a touchdown in 30 seconds, no matter where you are on the field, especially with your backup quarterback. <laughs> not not at this. So point. yeah, no. So <laughs> might as well. Let's see what happens. And it turns out it didn't work out. And then Old, Old Dominion was able to drive down a little bit of the field to get in the field goal position. Uh, but even that 46-yard field goal, I, in a stadium, it's hard to tell because we're on the sideline. But that it wasn't is. as down the middle as I thought it was sitting there. I uh, 
So, I mean, that wasn't a guarantee either. A 46-yard field goal by a college kicker is not a guarantee. No, definitely not. And But it reminds me all too well of the KU debacle in 2013. Uh, so eerily similar because KU hadn't won an FBS game in several years either. Um, I'm so tired of making history. Yeah, and it came down to a, <laughs> like a it was like a 56, 58 yard field goal by KU as time expired to beat Tech and get their first FBS victory in forever. So a lot of parallels here, but uh, I I'm struggling to segue here. Nathan, help. Yeah, a few more things to do before we wrap up the show. One is to do the player of the game. Who do we yep. think is the player of this game? Evan, you want to start? Yeah, like I said, I, I thought Khalil Ladler looked good. Probably his best game of the season just in terms of um, being in the right place at the right time, making the right reads on plays. Um, the defense didn't play terribly in this game. That was another thing I liked that I, I failed to mention. I mean, seven of ODU's points were on a kickoff return. So yet again, defense did enough to win the game. The offense just didn't uh, show up. So... I thought Ladware had a good game, um, so I'll give him player of the game. Yeah. Matt, you got somebody? Uh, I don't really have anyone in mind, uh, but someone who I saw making a couple of really good plays was Woods. Um, he made some plays that I really liked. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a senior or not. I hope he isn't because I think he's oh, got no, a lot of... He's a, he's a true sophomore. Yeah, so that's, what I, that's what I thought. second freshman year. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so I'm really excited to see him develop. He's going to be a really, really important player on this team um, over the next couple of years. I liked... What I saw from him, uh, I don't really see anyone else out there that I can really throw a bone to. I will say that I wanted Griffin Bear to be the breakout player this year. I had a lot of high hopes for him, and he has just done nothing. And that breaks my heart. My player of the game, I guess, is I'll break my streak of giving it to the punter, even though Barajas had another solid night where he hit the ball five bit. times. Uh, mine's going to be Solomon Lewis. Oh, okay. I'm night, safe. <laughs> in a night where Old Dominion had the 100-yard kick return for a touchdown, it's kind of easy to overlook the other kick returner, but he had a 61-yard kickoff return. That's nothing to... That's... Yeah. Thurman had one of those right kind of kick returns in a while. I don't even know who that is. Like, I, I don't know that I had heard his name before. He's a receiver. A freshman from Lake Charles. <laughs> Good old Lake Charles. He's fast. Where Evan's yeah. aunt was sold that they had beachfront property there to get her to come over from New Zealand for a student exchange program. <laughs> yep. I love that story. Shout out, out Ansari. Amazing baker, great mother, great hostess. Let's see who Josh's great player was. Oh, I, I got to go with, uh, what is it? Um, Joseph Mason, man. Anytime you get a big man running for a first down, I don't, any big man with positive yardage, he gets it. <laughs> I don't care what you say. You know what? I'm going to stick with my player of the game, but I'll be damned if that other, I forget his name. He's a, that offensive lineman that just pancaked the holy shit out of somebody. Um, I don't oh, remember yeah. that. I don't remember that young man's name, but I know he's a young player. Uh, that was a hell of an effort. The freshman that came in, right? The because one of the guys got hurt. Let's see, uh, Jaron Gilbert. Is that is that who it was? I think I think so because the other right tackle is Chris Fournier, and he... yeah, it was not him. Was not him. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that Gilbert kid, man. <sighs> How do I share this? Oh man, it's, <laughs> I think he like flips flips yeah. over the guy. Yep, yep. Yeah. look at this. Absolutely destroyed that defensive lineman. Excellent. And when I saw that, the even the broadcasters <laughs> were like, "Wow, what an effort!" I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm trying to eat Popeyes. Is it? Se- oh yeah, seventy five. Oh my god, yeah. He just runs him right into the ground. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Jaron Gilbert. That's promising to see. Yeah, this man yeah. more playing time. 
I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> Just to see one of our offensive linemen win a battle, let alone you know destroy somebody like that, is is pretty nice. But yeah, Holtz looks at him and is like, "Hey, game time!" And he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Like Leroy Jenkins just goes out there and just makes the most of his opportunity. Well, Leroy Jenkins didn't, but Gilbert did. But you have the fried chicken. I do. I'm eating the holy shit out of this. <laughs> um. Yeah. What What else we got, Nathan? I think I think just the, our final thoughts right here, right? Yeah. Detect go and detect die. Anyone want to start off? Uh. Yeah, we lost to Old Dominion, so <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't go, and we also died. Um. Not much good to take away from this game. Um, it, it just sucks, man. We're two and six. It's, I'm glad it's over. Yeah, got four games left. Well, yeah, so, that I just started. We'll see how it. low we can go, I guess. But no, we did not go, and we also died. What What about you, Matt? What do you think? I'm right there with you. Tech didn't go. They died. Same here. Tech went and died, or Tech did not go, and they died. Josh. Yeah, uh, much like my joke I made in the opening that may or may not get cut. Um, the monarchy killed another beautiful. That joke's, being, that joke's being cut. Are we, a, are, are we a beautiful princess? We can be. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the answer or an, is no. We're an independent princess who don't need no conference. Well, we'll see about that. So, anyway, speaking uh, of not needing those conferences, yeah. <laughs> let's devote five minutes right here to talk about to realignment. Let's say this. Like of the conference yes. teams right now in CUSA, here's how this how <laughs> here's how Conference USA dies. To the American Athletic Conference go Charlotte, FAU, UAB, Rice, UTSA, and North Texas. To the Sun Belt go Southern Miss, Old Dominion, Marshall. Apparently, and there have now been tweets while we're recording this that have come out saying this still may not be the case, but it probably will be. To the MAC, Middle Tennessee, and Western Kentucky. So far, that leaves FIU, Tech, and UTEP. Yes. Then after that, it was announced earlier today when we're recording this, so the night before this podcast comes out, oh God, I have to edit this tonight. Liberty, New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, and Sam Houston State, the two later teams, are both FCS schools. They are heading to Conference USA, apparently. Yeah, with uh, Brett McMurphy uh, tweeting that out that it's likely, uh, and those guys have been pretty dead on in there and what they have said. So I tend to believe that this is probably going to happen. Liberty has been circling, or Coos has been circling Liberty, whichever way that works, for a while now. New Mexico State makes sense because of UTEP. Yeah, and yeah. then two FCS schools that have seemed to be on the up and up in Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State. So my big thing, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was just the amount of things, <laughs> the way that Twitter has handled this from a tech perspective oh, of God. fire everybody seems to be the the extent. Uh, fire the university president, fire the AD who's been <laughs> on the job for less than a year, uh, fire everybody. And my biggest issue with all of this is the reason why tech is not heading to the AAC is because we have no money and no market. End of story. This isn't a failing of Geis or Dr. Wood or anybody. I guess it's also Dr. Geis. They're both doctors. I should respect them as such. Yes. But that's not a failing of, of anyone in any position. It's it's a shit hand that we're dealt. And here we are. So we have to play Thanks, with the cards we're dealt. Boy, was it a shit hand. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think for me you know i've been following this pretty obsessively as well uh, like like everybody else right and it's just the back and forth the the oh marshall's officially to the sunbelt and then all the marshall reporters coming out and being like no it's not actually done yet they're still deciding and then they ended up going the to the sunbelt anyway yeah. but the, the most uh, the hardest thing to deal with right is that 
it's so easy for these national reporters to just share like the surface level story, right? That, that the Sunbelt is pissed at Louisiana tech for whatever they're pissed at us for this week. Right. But like, that's not a reason why we're not in the Sunbelt right now, you know? No, well, but they don't dig for the deeper story. So that's what everybody goes for. And, um, I'm not going to mention the name of the, but man, ULL fans are so obsessed with us. They, they talk about us more than their own games. It's crazy. It <sighs> is really crazy. Fun. Moving on from that, I just want to say that, all right, I guess we could close with this since uh, we really don't have... We have one minute left on the clock here. We don't have... I don't think Josh I, has said anything yet either, so... Well, uh, maybe Josh can help me out with this because he's from Texas, uh, or sure. grew up in Texas at least. Uh, I don't know if you know a lot about Sam Houston State, but what I know is, is that they won the national championship at FCS last year. Uh, they are either six and one right now or undefeated at seven and zero. So Josh, do you know anything about Sam Houston state? Um, let's see. I, uh, let's see. I did go to high school in Texas and a little bit of middle school. I think yeah, I sure. may have had a few acquaintances here and there go to Sam Houston state. And, um, listen, man, it's Texas. It's Texas football. Unless you're UT or A&M, people really don't give a shit. Yeah. But in the, in the frame of them coming up to Kusa, I don't think that this, I think this is the best possible pickup that, I Kusa could have made for, I'm with from you. an FCS from an F if you're going to get someone in FCS a chance to come up or rather beg <laughs> uh, an FCS to come up that isn't North Dakota state. This has to be, it makes so much sense. There's such a good football team right now. Uh, and regionally it's perfect. Listen, it's perfect. I'm with you. This is what the Sunbelt did with app state, Georgia Southern. And I mean, coastal? it's coastal working out well South for them Alabama. so far. I like it. I, mean, I like I yeah. like it a lot. Well, South and, Alabama's they're having some issues uh, right now, but you know, you never know. So I think we've passed the the five minute marker here. So I mean, it's still yeah. very much in flux. That news just came out, and um, that would put us at I believe seven football members. You need eight, I think, to be considered a, a full FBS conference. I noted I went and looked at the last year of WAC football uh, in 2012, and there were only seven teams in the conference. It takes two years. Yeah, I just I thought that that was so crazy. I was like, wow, I didn't I didn't even realize it back then. I think the other the other time or the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that there's time like it feels like everything's crumbling, but like things are still shifting. It's we've said privately that it's like none of this really matters. Like it's (laughs) it's all going to change again when the Big 12 comes knocking for more AAC teams. And I don't mean the new ones. I mean, (laughs) I mean, the old AAC. Um, so I, it's not over, right? It, it feels no. like it's over. It feels like everything's falling apart and I have, to, this is more for me than for anybody else, but it's, it's not over yet. Like things are still shifting and yes, conference USA with us in it still, uh, is not the ideal situation. Like if we could have chosen three weeks ago, how this would play out, this would have been the lowest on the totem pole. Right. Anyway, I, I think we should wrap it up and just with that and, you know, it's not over yet. Things will keep changing. By the time this comes out tomorrow, everything we said might be false. So who knows? All right. Before we go, let's do our end of show things. Let's talk about the GTPDD store on gtpdd.dog slash shop. It's November now, which means it's the November shirt of the month. And this month's shirt of the month is a 318 over the state of Louisiana. That does not look like a certain Shreveport breweries beer label or like the tech logo at least not enough to get sued by either company uh, it's 25 bucks and i think it looks really it, neat 
well, you're biased, but it does look amazing. Yeah, I'm the one that made it. So I I, I think artistically I'm supposed to hate it, but I think I, it looks cool. I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm definitely going to pick it up. Uh, and everyone else should too. Our merch is underrated. Wasn't super happy about last month's shirt. We all know that. But the one before that, incredible. This one equally is awesome. And while you're yeah. there, you can do contests. Isn't that right, Evan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in the process of grading last week's um, contest. But right after we've, or not contest, I'm not, I haven't touched that yet. Um, right after we finish recording, I'm going to put up the new, um, the next week's Pick'em because I normally put that up on Sunday, but my wife's parents were here and I was hanging out with them. It's a good thing that you're not a teacher, Evan. You would have been awful at grading papers. <laughs> yep. Straight up. But, uh, but yeah, uh, go to gtpdd.dog slash Pick'em to do that. And then on Wednesday, hopefully the, uh, contest will be out on gtpdd.dog slash contest gtpdd.dog and you can also follow us on twitter at g-o-t-s-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e and until next time i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt i'm josh go tech please don't die just said with every bit of melancholy (laughs) jesus josh are you okay man (laughs) i'm on the c-u-s-a bbs board and josh you gotta stop pal start the pod bursting into tears which Heck went and died on the field like princess diana died you know what? i'm just gonna princess stop myself right there. <laughs>